Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi there, Gabby here. This podcast is intended to educate, inspire, and support you on your personal journey towards inner peace. I'm not a psychologist or a medical doctor and do not offer any professional health or medical advice. If you are suffering from a psychological or medical condition, please seek help from a qualified health professional. Have you ever wondered why you have the same issue in relationships over and over and over again, whether it be romantic relationships or work relationships, but like you keep showing up and it's the same guy or it's the same boss or it's the same situation with a friend, well, we have these really kind of funky relationship patterns and they stem from our childhood and they really stem from what is known as our attachment styles. As children, whatever home we've been brought up in, good or bad, seemingly good, we establish an attachment bond to our parents and that attachment bond creates the type of attachment style that we will experience in all of our relationships into adult life. So here's the really cool news. You don't have to be the victim of your attachment style. You don't have to stay in the same patterns over and over. You can change your relationships with some very empowering knowledge. And that knowledge comes when you understand your attachment style. So I created a two-minute free quiz for you to find out what your attachment style is. So you can just head over to DearGabby.com slash attachment to take the free two-minute quiz and learn what your style is. That's DearGabby.com forward slash attachment. And then this is the best part. I'll deliver you your attachment results, and then I'm going to give you a full breakdown on how you can enhance your life so that your attachment style becomes an asset rather than a problem in your relationships. I literally give you the step-by-step guidance. You don't want to miss this. Go to DearGabby.com slash attachment. Hey there. Welcome to Dear Gabby. I'm your host, Gabby Bernstein. And if you landed here, it is absolutely no accident. It means that you're ready to feel good and manifest a life beyond your wildest dreams. Let's get started. Welcome back to Dear Gabby, my friends. We have such a cool show today. On this show, I have such a cool opportunity to connect with people. And I, listen, I'm not that interested in connecting to like some celebrity or whatever. I mean, people are people. And what I want most is people who have profoundly touched and changed my life because I know if their work has affected me, then it will absolutely benefit you. 
And so today I'm introducing you to a mind-body therapy that has been extraordinary for me to establish a greater sense of presence in my physical being, in my life, to learn how to release trauma in my body, and has given me a new sense of physical and emotional freedom I never knew were possible because I was allowing myself to slowly follow the practices of somatic experiencing. Somatic experiencing, otherwise known as SE, is founded by an incredible man named Peter Levine. And today I'm going to introduce you to one of the greatest practitioners of SE. His name is Dave Berger. He shares a beautiful overview of this practice and how it can help heal emotional wounds, regulate your nervous system, and lower your stress. I just can't emphasize enough how much this practice means to me. And if you're reading Happy Days, you've seen my introduction to SE and you've started to practice some of the somatic experiencing methods. And so this will be something that will really help you take this practice to the next level. So you're going to get the most beautiful crash course in SE today. And Dave's capacity to dive deep into the heart of this practice is so straightforward and it's just deeply compassionate. And he just makes me feel so calm in his presence. Afterwards, I was like, Dave, can can you be my therapist? <laughs> like, he's just so excellent. And I knew he would be so loving and soothing for your listening ears. And so in this episode, I mentioned Peter Levine, who is the developer of somatic experiencing and is the author of several best-selling books on trauma. And Peter's work has changed me on so many deep levels and has healed me and taught me and given me methods and tools that I can apply for myself, for my child. He is an amazing human angel. And I'm so grateful to have Dave on the show today to be a conduit through which his beautiful work is going to be expressed here on the show. So if you're really open to feeling more free in your body, feeling more present in the moment, noticing the world around you, feeling connected to everything within you and around you, then this is a podcast you're going to want to listen to. I talk about somatic experiencing in happy days if you want more. And you can get your copy at deargabby.com slash happy days. Now enjoy the show and just allow yourself to relax knowing that there are beautiful practices that can help soothe you on such a deep level and practices that will change you forever. Let's get started. Gabby. Hey, Dear Gabby listeners, it's time for a break. I want to thank you for tuning in each week to our show. And I'm so grateful for you. So technically, this is an ad break, but our partners at Calm want you to focus on yourself for a moment. Take a deep breath in and let it out. Relax your body. Unclench your jaw. And release any tension that might be coming up for you at this time. It's so important for us to tune in and recenter. And that's how Calm can help. We're beyond thrilled to partner with Calm, the number one mental wellness app, to give you the tools that improve the way you feel. Reduce stress and anxiety through guided meditations, improve focus with curated music tracks, and rest and recharge with Calm's imaginative sleep stories. And they're for children and adults. I have been loving to listen to these sleep stories with Ollie. They're such a nice way to bring him to bed. And for those of you who like to move your body, there's even daily movement sessions designed to relax your body and uplift your mind. If you go to calm.com slash deargabby, you'll get a special offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription. And new content is added every week. Over 100 million people around the world use Calm to take care of their minds. Calm is ready to help you stress less, 
sleep more, and live a happier, healthier life. And I can testify to that. For listeners of the show, Calm is offering an exclusive offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash Dear Gabby. Go to calm.com slash Dear Gabby for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. That's calm.com slash Dear Gabby. Dave, I'm so happy that you're here. It's so wonderful to have the opportunity to ask you a million questions because <laughs> I'm a huge fan of the work that you do, Peter Levine's work, and the, the work of somatic experiencing. It is something that I believe many of my listeners may not be familiar with quite yet. So my intention for today's show is to really uh, allow you to be uh, a, a great introduction for people to how somatic experiencing and our relationship to our body can be one of the greatest healing devices when we're in recovery from trauma or any unresolved emotional disturbance. And so I'm just, I'm really, really grateful that you're here. I was also hoping maybe, just maybe, we could do a little demo or some work with my TMJ. (laughs) I really selfishly like these conversations to be um, also my own private therapy sessions that are very not private at all. (laughs) Extraordinarily public therapy sessions. Now, for the newcomer, what is SE? What is SE? In your words. Yeah, I'll give you two little vignettes that Mm -hmm. describe why it's hard to answer that question, but I will also answer that question. (laughs) I'm the, um, you know how they would call Bill Clinton like the chief explainer, right? I think I'm sort of like the chief spiritual explainer or, you know, therapeutic (laughs) explainer. So I will do my best to translate for for the crowd, for the audience, because it is hard to to define these things. But first we'll say it's somatic experiencing is what we're talking about. So go ahead. Yeah. And so... I was at a, an open house at a counseling center once and, you know, they invited the community and referral sources, et cetera. And one of the practitioners there came over to me with a glass of wine in her hand and it wasn't her first glass of wine. And she said, so what is this somatic experiencing stuff? And I just simply said, it's a way to help someone with PTSD rewire their brain. Great answer. And that worked. At the same party was a psychiatrist who basically was asking me the same thing. And he has very different training. He went to medical school, understands neurophysiology and anatomy and all these things and behavior. And so we got into a very different kind of conversation, but essentially saying the same thing. So in in short form, what happens when we are under threat, when we're under very high um, need, situations. Like I've got to run away from the car in front of me, or I've got to push somebody off of me if they're sexually assaulting me, or there's been an earthquake, or I am confronted with anti-Semitism. And of course, that has a multi-generational history. My body goes into this survival strategy, survival need. I'm going to say something. I'm going to fight back. I'm going to run. I'm going to do something to save myself, to protect myself, protect my young ones. Because Parent bear saves the cubs first. And so my body, my physiology, my my brain needs to do something right now. And that's natural. And we do it. Or we don't. Or we do it, but it's insufficient or not complete. And we can tolerate and manage that for only so long before we begin to get exhausted 
or overcompensate long enough, our bodies begin to collapse. We get exhausted. And so we begin to shut down. And we're designed for that also. We're designed to not feel because who wants to feel our bodies if it's not going to feel okay? So there's a whole biochemistry that goes with that neurophysiology, but ultimately that's what it is. It's our instinct, our need, our desire to survive and to thrive. And when we can't, we rely on the, the most basic levels of survival, which is shutting down. And, and then we can gradually come out, but we're not the same. Mm-hmm. We're not thriving, we're surviving. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of get into behavioral patterns and relational dynamics that can do okay, but not really support our thriving. So in SE, in somatic experiencing, what we're helping people do is in a very small, finessed way, delicate way, re-experience not the trauma, but touch into the health of somebody's system, the balance where it is, where it exists, and then touch into a similarity of the physiology, of the behavior, of the relational dynamic that is on survival mode, not thriving. Just touch it a little bit. And when you said you have a million questions, I said, okay, well, we'll do one at a time. That's what SE is. It's a little bit at a time Mm -hmm. because that goes a really long way at helping shift the survival strategy, the survival energy toward easing up, completing what it couldn't complete earlier, down-regulating is the fancy term we use for it, to, so we, that we can really settle and ease up and come into the present. Really, ultimately, that's what it's about, coming into the present, being in our present operating system instead of an old operating system. Mm. We work with updating it. Yeah. Um, and that's what SE is about. I once read Peter Levine wrote that trauma is the inability to be present. It's the inability to be present and it's not a life sentence. Thank you. Thank you. And I can testify to that because through practices like SE and EMDR and IFS and a lot of the spiritual practices I teach here, I am very comfortable in the present in a way that I never, ever, ever was before. You know, I I am a trauma survivor of, of childhood sexual abuse and that I actually dissociated from for decades. It was 36 when I remembered. And SE was one of the first methods that I was introduced to for my own personal recovery journey. And it was something that I've come back to in many different ways and and will continue to use it more and more in my own practice. But I like how you're referencing something that's so important to the practice, which is this titrating in and out of the experience of what does feel safe in our body and then allowing ourselves to slowly titrate in and out of these different experiences, what isn't so comfortable and not have it be about the story, but about the physiological experience. Yeah, it's the substrata of how we're functioning is the physiological experience. Everything else on top of it is the, which is really important, the relationships, the behaviors and all, that's the outer part. It's the inner part that gets disrupted and imbalanced. And really, that's what we're working for. And we have to do a little bit at a time. Otherwise, people can get overwhelmed. When I was a kid, I'd get these, pe- remember Pez? Mm-hmm. TV, right? And one tasted great. 
but you put two or three in your mouth and it's, mm-hmm. oh, that's mm-hmm. not so good. And, mm-hmm. and it's the same with trauma healing is a little bit goes a long way and you're working with somebody to come back into their body in the present. Well, that's where you left. That's what dissociation is. So you don't want to enter somebody into their present moment body too quickly because it'll rebound because the, the non-conscious works in very interesting ways. And it'll say, oh, no, we're not going to go there. We're going to go there and make you not feel very good unless it's drop by drop by drop. Right. And in my case, and this is for anyone who, who may have ever recalled a memory, I like almost was, it was like the pressure cooker was lifted off the lid. You know, when you remember, it was like I went, I was as if my full body went back into the memory, my emotional state, my my conscious awareness was just like, I was so out of whack. And it was the SE that was really, it was like very clearly imperative to help get me back into my body and to do body work first mm-hmm. to, to your point, down-regulate because I was blown out almost, I think. And I think that when people do, that was inevitable, was what God had in store for me. But when you touch into trauma too quickly or too fast or you're re-traumatized because of something, this is a great first responder. SE is a great first responder. It's a great first responder. It's a great you work over the long, long haul mm-hmm. as well. And it's, you know, isn't it brilliant? Isn't, isn't it brilliant that we have this strategy to dissociate? It really is. It's a brilliant strategy. And I want to depathologize that. Mm-hmm. that. That It's such an important strategy. The challenge is when we can't come into the present. And so we're operating from the old and then boom, something will happen. And that's something when looked at healthfully is an opportunity. Totally. An opportunity. And really, you know, in the work that you do, it is an opportunity for spiritual transformation. That's what trauma is. It's mm-hmm. like that opportunity to, mm-hmm. to be ushered in. You need to be ushered in. You can't do it on your own to walk through that. And it's it's a slow, steady process, but it is it is a spiritual process to go through a trauma recovery of any kind because it's a soul retrieval. It's the part of that part of us that left to dissociate was a, was a part of our spirit that just disconnected because we, yeah. we could not face that terror in that moment. But, you know, the thing that I was really only aware of until after I remembered my trauma was that while I didn't recall it and it wasn't a story in my brain, it was a story in my body for decades. Yeah. Gastrointestinal issues, TMJ, which is still lingering, you know, chronic neck pain, hip pain, sciatica, all of it was where the trauma lived until mm-hmm. I could give voice to it and begin to heal. Yeah. So that's yeah. why we need these somatic practices. Yeah, we, we like to think, you know, there's the mind and the body, but that even that phrase, mind and body, suggests that they're different. <laughs> and they're not. They're different entry routes in, perhaps. What is someone's strength? In? Right. And thought processes, the physiological, but it'll show up in all kinds of ways. And the longer the, the body is holding a, uh, trauma experiences, the greater possibility of physical symptoms as well. Yeah. Right. Let's talk about that because sometimes someone has dissociated from a trauma or they've told themselves, oh, that was when I was 10, it's over now. Yeah. And, you know, or they've just never spoken of it and just pushed it down. Let's talk about what happens to the body as a result of carrying that almost as if we're reliving it 
on a moment to moment basis, depending on, you know, how something activates us. What right. begins to happen to the body over time? I can speak to it personally, but I want to hear in your words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. In the 80s, late 80s, there was a Kaiser physician, whose name I'm blanking on right now, who started looking at the relationship between early childhood trauma, adverse childhood experiences, he called them, and later medical syndromes like cardiovascular disease, irritable bowel syndrome, diabetes, et cetera, and saw this almost one-to-one correlation. Yep. And so when things are held, when the body is doing so much work, but we don't realize it because that's become the norm, so we don't realize it, it will affect every system of our body, often musculoskeletal first, and eventually cardiovascular and pancreas, immune system, et cetera, et cetera. And that's what will happen. And if we're lucky enough to find a practitioner or read a book or whatnot that says, you know, there may be a relationship between having been bullied at home, bullied at school, having had surgery at six years old and anesthesia or whatever, and how you've navigated it bodily and emotionally, we can, if someone points that out, then we have an opportunity to work with them. Mm-hmm. Or it screams loud enough. That's my definition of pain, physical pain, not emotional pain. It's a call for attention. It's a call for help. Yeah. I need attention here. Yeah, it's a guide. It's a guide. It's a guide. Exactly. But oftentimes what we do is we brace and tense around it instead of ease into it, ease with it so that the guide can guide us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We need a guide. We can't do this work on our own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's a guide to the guide. <laughs> a guide to the guide. It's a guide, it's a guide, to, guide. to the guide. Very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. you know, our body doesn't lie, and our body is our body is revealing to us every day what's happening on a subconscious level, what's happening in a psychosomatic level. And I, I've lived that, and I, I can see it so clearly with what happens, what happened in you know in in the gastrointestinal in my viscera, you know, just going through constant stress and the results of PTSD which are, you know, hypervigilance and chronic pain as a result of that chronic stress, right? So just for someone who may or may not identify as having PTSD, what are some of the symptoms that they can look for? And then we'll talk about how they can support themselves. It could be anxiety. It could be depression. It can be nightmares. It can be chronic or even acute pain. It doesn't have to be acute pain that might not have a structural cause to it or ongoing or headaches or gastrointestinal or finding yourself kind of very confused sometimes and out of the ordinary confused. Memory loss. Memory loss, feeling overwhelmed, all of these things, all of a sudden having, you know, daytime or nighttime flashbacks, nighttime we call them nightmares, getting into the same sort of relational patterns over and over again. Like it's, you know, fifth person, but it's really the same marriage. Exactly. And the behavioral looping that happens. Yeah. 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 Right. The reactivity that consistently comes up and as kind of the ways that, that, that Dick Schwartz would consider this protector parts, the, the, you know, the protectors just keep coming back and those parts of us that want to defend against, but what are we defending against? We're defending against a feeling that we just don't want to face. That's right. That's right. Because we know at some level, this is too too much anguish, too agonizing for me to be ready right now. Mm-hmm. And so I protect against it. Wouldn't it be great if choosing how you feel was 
as easy as clicking play on today's episode. Tap a button to feel energized without caffeine. Tap a button to feel relaxed when you're stressed. When I heard that a wearable device called Happy lets you change how you feel, I didn't believe it, so I had to try it. Happy works by delivering signals to give you the same sensations as caffeine, alcohol, and melatonin without any of those chemical side effects. Signals are a song only your body can hear. Just by switching a signal on your phone, you can change how you feel. I've been using signals in the morning when I journal. It's been my practice for years to journal in the morning, and that's why I take this practice so seriously, and this has really helped me take it to the next level, which means so much to me. The signals make me feel so grounded and relaxed while I'm journaling, and I'm really particular on the sponsors that I choose for this show, so I always want to talk to you about exactly what works, and this is something I can fully stand behind. Happy is backed by decades of research, plus it has a 365-day guarantee. You can try it for the whole year. Give Happy a try, and you're going to love it. You're going to love it as much as I do. Order today, and you'll save 25% and get 30 days free access to all their signals. Take advantage of their 365-day guarantee today. Go to happy.com slash Gabby. That's H-A-P-B-E-E dot com slash Gabby. To save 25% on your order, happy.com slash Gabby. If you're anything like me, you've seen your fair share of snow this year. And often when it's snowing, we don't even think about our lawn. It's usually covered in a layer of white. Well, my husband and I have been making some renovations on our home. And one major place we've been focusing on this year is our lawn. Because we've seen the lawn, depending on the weather, either be completely brown or completely beautiful and lush and green. And we wanted to figure out how we could help support the lawn so that we could have more consistency throughout the summer and the spring. And when this sponsor approached us, we knew we had to try it. So I'm so excited to share about it. It's called Sunday. Sunday will help you grow a beautiful lawn without the guesswork or the nasty chemicals. The days are over that you have to choose between a beautiful yard and keeping your family out of harm's way. I've got my little guy running around all day, so I'm really conscious of what his beautiful little feet are soaking in. There's custom plans including fertilizer and everything you need to easily care for your lawn with ingredients like seaweed, iron, and molasses. You can feel good with your pets and your children running around. And all you have to do is visit sunday.com, put in your address, and their lawn analysis tool does the rest. They then use soil and climate data to create a personal nutrient plan delivered to your door when you need it. Just attach the ready-to-use pouch to a garden hose and spray. It takes less than 15 minutes. My husband has been loving the convenience of this. And best of all, this is really something that works. And here's the cool news. Sunday's offering our listeners 20% off. Full season plans start at just $129, and you can get 20% off at checkout when you visit getsunday.com slash Gabby. That's 20% off your custom plan at getsunday.com slash Gabby. In an SE session, the work is very slow in terms of the physical. And no, I don't mean like the process is slow or the progress is slow, but because it could be very quick and the progress could be immediate if you have, you know, a miracle moment. But that process of the physicality and I was 
joking, but I'm not, that I wanted to work on my TMJ for two reasons. You know, one, to take advantage of your expertise right here and right now. (laughs) And two, to hopefully not, you know, hopefully find some relief a little bit today. And also because I want to allow my audience to see the practice in in, and look, I'm pretty open with this crowd and I'm comfortable with what comes up. So, but maybe we could just use a demo to express how this works. Yeah, we could do a little work for a few minutes. Tell me a little bit about your TMJ. And let me just say, everybody has TMJ. That's just the name of the joint. <laughs> but you have TMJ pain or dysfunction of some sort. I Thank you for clarifying that. I just sort of walk around saying, I have TMJ. <laughs> <laughs> I can't pronounce. Yeah, them, in fact. <laughs> I can't totally pronounce what TMJ is, but let's just call it like chronic tension in the jaw and and the clenching and at night it's the worst at night when i'm sleeping yeah. it's used to be bad during the day now it's a lot better during the day yeah so you're just doing this motion with your hands mm. when you're talking about that you can come back to that and as you just bring your awareness to your tmjs just slowly tighten your hands down and allow them to open and again and allow them to open there, there. And now rest your arms and notice what happens. My jaws dropped. I noticed my jaw just releasing when my hands would open. Yeah. And as your jaw releases, what happens down through the rest of your body? Shoulders dropped. My arms are at ease right now. I'll speak in IFS language. I have a part that's aware that that everyone's watching or listening. <laughs> so there was okay. a little bit of that that came through. That's not sure. you know not always helpful in these moments. But I definitely feel a weighted a weight in my arms, like a heaviness. I ha- an okay heaviness. Yeah, okay heaviness. And as you're feeling all that, I notice your breathing has changed as well. It's going down through your body more than it was a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. And as you, so as you're feeling these now, if you think about the clenching that you usually have, is there a context for it? Is it like as a kid, or did you wear braces, or as an adult? Or I just got emotional when you asked about it. I had a mm, feeling of like a feeling of like ah, you know, mm, don't go there. Uh-huh. Okay. And so don't. Right? There. And now notice what happens with that permission. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go there. Mm-hmm. It's a protection. It's a lot of protection. Uh-huh. Okay. So here's some words to perhaps say out loud to everybody. It's okay for me to protect myself. It's okay for me to protect myself. That's emotional, too. Yeah, there. Right? So it's what I call very super subtle, right? The the little physiological changes that are happening right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There. So if it was, you know, if we were doing typical talk therapy, right? What happened? When did it happen? Tell me more. Your thoughts about It's useful to get some context, content, but then we put that to the side and really working with your body experience. It's holding it. There, right. So what's happening right now, Bobby? My breath is deepening. My jaw is not clenched. Mm-hmm. 
I feel a little bit of a impermissible feeling of grief, maybe in the background. Grief. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. You can say it out loud. You don't have to. Is there a context for the grief? Just a sadness that I've been holding on for so long. Holding on tightly for so long. Yeah, that's often what happens. This whole area, the quenching of jaw, often has to do or might have to do, and see, we don't interpret in this way, but it gives us some framework that our healthy aggression, Peter Levine would call it, our vitality, our life force, we often have to bite it back. Those are lessons from young, right, from little that over time we interject, we take it in, and we tell it, tell it often not consciously, tell it to ourselves because it's become part of our going through the world, you know, mm-hmm. vitality, healthy vitality. I want another lollipop, daddy, mm-hmm. right? Shut up. You can't mm-hmm. stop doing that. It becomes about the child, so not the behavior, not the desire, not even the behavior, but about the child. Mm-hmm. And so the child learns. Hold back my life force. Mm-hmm. Hold back my vitality. Hold back my healthy aggression, because that's what little children are about. You know, I you know, mm-hmm. I want to express. Taught not to, right? So then we bite it back. That's very resonant for me. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> for the listener, <laughs> giving them clear breath. <laughs> you are. But yeah. You are. It, there's also this visual I have of like times in my adult life when I would get really like when that healthy aggression or when aggression needed to come out. But my way of like holding it back would be, you know, clenching my fists and clenching my mouth, clenching my jaw. Right, right, right. And you can imagine, so people do that. And one, you know, if we, it's easy to talk in terms of extremes rather mm-hmm. than somewhere in the middle. But there are one of a couple of directions that people will go with that. One toward eventually depressing all that energy, life force, and every time it pushes it back up, we push it back down, we depress it, depression. Another direction of that is rage and outburst. Yep. And that doesn't go anywhere very useful, right? So, so as you're there, right, a little softer, then if there are now coming to a relational dynamic with whomever, if, if I'm working with a couple or if I'm working with an individual, oh, what is it you actually want to say to whom? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. From this place. Yeah. Because yeah. for me, it was definitely a pushing down. And then in my adult life, when it would come out, it would be outburst. Mm, right. Right. Tantrum, <laughs> yeah. the tantrum yeah. that was pushed down. Right. And it's very resonant that there is something that needs, that there's many things that probably need to be said. Yeah. Yeah. And if you just think about them, what happens? Just think about saying them. I yawn. You yawn. Yeah. Which is such a nice jaw movement, such a nice breath exchange, such a change. Right. I can also get tired when I start to go to titrate into some of the deeper emotional states. Yeah, which is a time when I might tell a client, let's just wiggle around some, right? Because that's letting me know that is plenty. 
Mm. That's enough. We don't want to do too much more. Because it's, it's a form of a... Exactly. Ooh, were you like, it's like a form of dissociation and overwhelm. Is that? Yeah. So the, be, yeah. Because you can almost, like literally fall asleep. I've literally fallen yeah. asleep in session. Because I'm just yeah. like, bye. <laughs> Done with you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to Spain, You don't want to fall asleep on the air either. So. No, I don't want to fall asleep right here. <laughs> it would be a little. I think that'd be a little weird. But you know, <laughs> true example. Yeah. Any anything else that we would want to do in demo for this, or, and then we can talk about it a bit. Well, you know, now would be a point where if it was actually full length time, I'd ask more about your history. Right. Right. So it gives me some some framework from context, some kind of relative degree of sequence of understanding where you're coming from. What's happening in the brain and in the body when you do the slow motion, the slow movement like we did with my hands? Yeah. So. Like when you're doing that with your hands, it's sort of an externalization of what's going on internally. This contract, this cool. tightening, yeah. this releasing, this tightening. So I was facilitating the release part. But your eyes and through the nervous system, proprioception, physical, physical feelings of the body, your that area of your body, whose jaw is picking it up as well. Yeah. So it's sort of mirroring what your hands are doing. It was, yeah. I felt that mirroring happening. And that's sending signaling into the brain. And the signaling is basically saying, you know, there's another possibility here. Different sensory information than I typically have. And if it's done just right, then that new set of information is saying, things don't have to be as bad or challenging or discomforting as they have been. There's, a, there's another set of sensory information here. So that goes into the brainstem, it goes into the limbic system, mm-hmm. the affect interpreter of sensations in the body. It says, oh, okay, maybe things aren't like what I think they are all the time. Doesn't say it in exactly that language, but that's what's saying. And so then therefore the movement output that I need could be something different than what I usually do. I'm interrupting this episode to share a brand with you that I absolutely adore. When our producers told me that they were sponsoring this episode, I wrote back with so much excitement because I was so excited to really talk about a product that I'm literally obsessed with. And it's Seeds Daily Symbiotic. And I'm talking about the beautiful brand that has the most gorgeous packaging and all the beautiful travel packaging, Seed. I love Seed. And their daily symbiotic product. If you've ever seen how their packaging looks, you're going to understand what I'm talking about. And it turns out that not all probiotics are created equal. And you guys have heard me talk over and over again about how I've really struggled with gastrointestinal issues throughout my life. And one of the first responders when you have GI issues is to get the right probiotic. And so here's the deal. Seed's daily symbiotic is no joke, legit. It's a two-in-one probiotic and prebiotic that's backed by science. Their Symbiotic is a proprietary formulation of 24 distinct probiotic strains in scientifically studied dosages and proprietary engineered two-in-one capsules that protect probiotics through digestion because sometimes you could be taking your probiotic and it's not even working because you're not digesting it properly. It can't always survive in the GI tract. Sadly, I know way too much about this. So Seed is 
designed differently and that's why it works, works, works. I've noticed such a gorgeous difference in my skin. When I'm traveling, I don't get sick because I'm taking my probiotic. I'm really keeping my gut flora clean and healthy. I have this daily symbiotic in my little beautiful green vial that I take with me in my handbag. It's so cute. And seed will support ease of bloating, health regularity, and ease of evacuation, if you know what I mean. So allow that support to come into your life with such a simple practice of taking your seed probiotic in the morning and changing your day. And I can't even begin to tell you how much relief I have felt from this. So start a new healthy habit today. Visit seed.com slash Dear Gabby and use code Dear Gabby for 20% off your first month of Seed Symbiotic. That's seed.com slash Dear Gabby and use code Dear Gabby. One of the things that I was able to release in my SE work was I had this sort of like tick almost, like mm. it would come particularly at different times, you know, when, when things would, but, but it would, I would at times just almost, it was like as if my head was shaking, no. I would go like that, you know, and it was controllable. Like I, I wouldn't be like necessarily do it like on stage or something, you know, but if I was in just day-to-day life, I could just feel, notice that. And that has gone away since my practice with SE. Yeah, I have Tourette syndrome. And of course it was much worse as a kid. I never to the point where vocalizations and that sort of thing, but certainly ticks and twitches mm-hmm. and the higher the stress level, the greater the output of mm-hmm. that. And it was with SE work and that it really shifted. And the movement pattern became discernible as a context, like really trying to get away from something that really changed my relationship with myself significantly mm-hmm. and therefore with other people. If I'm under a high degree of stress response, it may show up a little bit, but generally it's, it's not there. What you said was interesting that I needed to hear was a movement pattern in direct response to what you what you understood as trying to get away from something. For me, I could understand it as saying almost saying no, like mm-hmm. like shaking my head no, like that, and yeah. trying to get away too is a bit of the movement. And so there's the understanding of it, and then the working with it. That's right. That's right. Exactly. And. We may hold some ideas or interpretation, so to speak, about what the context might be that result in these sort of behavioral patterns. And if they can come from a client or they make sense, not just cognitive, but somatic sense to a client, that you can really, it shifts meaning. It can shift meaning. On YouTube, there are some videos of Peter working with a gentleman. With the vet, right? Yeah. And you'll see this, you'll see this, your listeners will see this. I'll put the link in the show notes. It's, it was really helpful for me to watch that video. So the video of Peter Levine working with a a war veteran and he had experienced obviously tremendous amount of trauma and he had that tick that very similar to what I was going, I mean, his was much more, he couldn't manage it as well as maybe I was able to live with it. But, and Peter worked with him with SE and it was, they uncovered him, that it was about, and you'll be able to tell the story better than me, but that it was about him com- putting his hands up or something related to a bomb or something hitting him. Go ahead and tell it. I don't yeah, know. yeah. Um, an IED in, in Iraq, exactly, where he's trying to, but he, but he could. He was, you know, blown X number of feet away and knocked out. I mean, so he couldn't complete that. And he's diagnosed with all kinds of diagnoses, including Tourette syndrome, but it wasn't. 
Yeah. It was this protective response that was still looping because it couldn't protect them. Right. So so to, to sort of wrap this up, so it's a neural loop almost that we get into. It's a neural loop, yeah. Yeah. So we've kind of gone into so many different directions and I just think you're so cool. <laughs> and I really need Likewise. to have, I really need to have you back on because we need to do a whole shame episode now. But if there was something that someone so let's say somebody's feeling super anxious, they may know mm. about their trauma or they may not know about their trauma. There's two things I'd like to leave them with. One, we'll tell them how to find an SE therapist. That's one thing yeah. we will do. But first, what would be one thing they could start to bring into their daily pattern, their daily practices to self-regulate yeah. and just and calm their nervous yeah. system? Very easy, very quick. Nobody has to know that you've just softened your tongue. Allow your tongue to just ooze to the floor of your mouth. Yeah, and it changes all the way down through the whole central channel, what I call it, all the way down right through the pelvic floor. You can do it in the supermarket. You can do it in therapy. You can do it at home. And it's very quick to downregulate. And that does change a bunch of things that are going on as a technique. Yeah. So if someone wanted, let me ask you, one, if somebody wanted to find SC, they would go to somaticexperiencing.org. Org, right? Um, TraumaHealing.org Trauma is the right. website for the Somatic Experience Institute. SomaticExperiencing.com is for the Ergus Institute of Somatic Education, which is Peter's Institute now, where all the master classes we teach, we teach them out of there and community health and public uh, workshops through there. Yeah. Oh, cool. So someone can find a public workshop at somaticexperiencing.com. They can find yeah. okay, trainings. Yeah. Where would one be able to, to look up where they could find a somatic experiencing practitioner in their area? Mm -hmm. There's a directory of practitioners on the traumahealing.org website, which is the somatic experiencing was Institute now Somatic Experiencing International because we really are an international organization. Yeah. I'd like to do one of your trainings. I'm gonna I'm gonna get through my my IFS level one. I'm almost there, and then I'm coming right to you. And I just I'm so deeply uh, grateful for this work and for the gifts it's given me. And I want to continue to talk about it as much as I can to this community because I know so many people are suffering and don't have words for it and don't understand it or don't know why they're yeah. physically having these experiences. And there's, to your point that we said originally, you, we experience this trauma, but there is resolution that it's possible to come out of it. And that's so important for someone that's traumatized to hear because yeah. it feels so, that, that feeling of relief feels so far away at times and it's totally possible. It is. It is. Yeah. It's an opportunity. To yeah. Yeah. You're so wonderful. Thank you so much, David. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thanks for the opportunity. It's wonderful to meet you, chat with you, and do the great work that you're doing also. Thank you. If you made it to the end of this episode, that means you're truly committed to miracles. I'm really proud of you. If you want to get more Gabby, tune in every Monday for a new episode. 
Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of the guidance or special bonus episodes. Your experience at this show means a lot to me. So I really want to welcome you to leave an honest review. And you can follow me on social media at Gabby Bernstein. And if you want to get in on the action, sign up for a chance to be Dear Gabby live at deargabby.com. See you next week. Gabby. Gabby.